The Download with DP, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 13 of Season 3. This is not the unlucky version of this podcast, even though there has been some talk about a jinx with my guests. I don't believe in that, and that's why we've got Jacksonville head coach Mark Grounds as the guest this week. But first, as always, let's talk about what I saw in the past week. Last Thursday, I caught some non-conference soccer as Springfield High picks up their 20th win of the season in dominating fashion over Quincy. Friday night, I was in Rochester, and the Rockets were dominant as they running clock the Titans, and Parker Gillespie is back. Also, Nolan Murzowski scored five touchdowns, and the Hoggies get the line of the night from Coach Big Pete. Saturday morning, I was out in Jacksonville, for the Central State 8 cross-country races. The Glenwood girls and the U-High boys were amazing. And Lincoln's Becca Heitzig, who committed to Iowa State this week, wins the girls' race. I followed up the running coverage with some college football. And man, what a show the Illinois College Blue Boys put on. Destin Chance and Colin Brunstein are one of the best QB wide receiver duos in college football right now at any level. Keep an eye on the Blue Boys. Jumping into this week on Tuesday, Pleasant Plains picks up their fourth regional title on the boys' side in school history. With a goal from Aiden Schmidt, then Norma Uhai beats Sacred Heart Griffin in straight sets on the volleyball court to finish the CS8 a perfect 10-0 and claim another conference title. On Wednesday night, I caught the Glenwood Titans volleyball team beating Pleasant Plains in straight sets for a quality non-conference road win. Now, what's coming up on Channel 1450 on Thursday night? Go check out some great basketball talk at Cash Gymnasium with Tim, Dave Kane, and a bunch of other guys at Lincoln Land. We will also have Hartsburg Emden at Williamsville Volleyball Highlights. Friday night, I will be in Williamsville for the beginning of the 1A sectional semifinal between Plains and Tetopolis before heading over to Sacred Heart Griffin for the big one in the CS8 on the football field. Rochester comes to town looking to finish the conference slate and regular season 9-0. That's going to be a fun one. We will also have highlights from Athens at Moreau, Forsyth, Williamsville at Auburn, Jacksonville at Uhi, New Berlin at Plains, and Lincoln at Glenwood. On Saturday, we will have regional championship soccer from Glenwood in the morning and SHG in the evening, as well as Central State Conference Swim. Next week on Monday, it's our collection day for the fourth annual Fill the Trailer Food Drive. Thank you for all the teams and sponsors that participated this year. On Tuesday, the 2A sectional soccer games at Rochester, the 1A sectional soccer game at Williamsville, and we will also have highlights of the doubleheader at Williamsville for volleyball as postseason gets underway. Looking ahead to next week, Thursday is regional championship night for volleyball, so get ready for a ton of volleyball highlights. All right, it's a busy week, and I just want to say thank you again for all your support and for listening. Let's get to this week's guest. Here is Jacksonville head coach Mark Grounds. We are out in Jacksonville with Coach Grounds. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Let's start with just uh, how are you as we sit in the middle of October? Doing good, you know. I wish I was eight and zero right now, but uh, we're, we're four and four. Had some injuries and some and, and a rough patch in the middle of the season that uh, it's taken us a while to get get uh, the ship righted. But uh, you know, I give our kids a lot of credit for for having uh, the composure and and the desire to, to get back on track. And you know, we're gonna face a, an awfully awfully good U High team week nine uh, with a chance to make it into the tournament. Which you know, after after. Uh, uh, dropping four in a row and and having some of the injuries we had, you know, it, it uh, it's uh, at least keeping some of our goals on track for the season gives us a great reason to fight for uh, and practice hard through week nine uh, with that opportunity. And you know, with with teenage kids, uh, sometimes just letting them know that there's hope that's that's what it takes. Yeah, uh, I want to get into the season and just the, like you said, the kind of the roller coaster that you've had. 
Um, but I want to start with what's going on, you know, in, in this town of Jacksonville, uh, because I just coming off of a weekend where I got to spend some time on the hilltop and see, uh, man, it, talk about a turnaround and just, you know, excitement. Uh, I, I knew it's homecoming, so it was always exciting. But uh, what's the buzz like around town with what the Blue Boys are doing right now? Well, you know, it's it's my alma mater, Coach DeFrisco. Uh, play, played uh, for me and, and Michael Ildrigan at North Park University as a, as a, as a college athlete. So I've known him yeah, s- since he's cool. since he's 18 years old. And to see somebody that uh, you care about that was one of your players uh, get the opportunity to be head coach and then just consistently build, I think it's it's been, it's been awesome. I you know I I, I sent him uh, a text after the homecoming win just how proud I was. And I said, stay greedy. You know, this time of the year, you got to be greedy. You got to go after every single one of them, and uh, you know, it's 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 great for our community. It's great for the Illinois College. It's great for him. You know, Colin Brunstein, one of our our former uh, wide receivers, is having an All American type season there. I, I'll, I'll be really surprised if he doesn't end up becoming a Division Three All American at the end of the year with the the season that that he's put up. But you know, I give Illinois College a lot of credit too. I think one of the things that has been uh, paramount to their success is they finally started helping uh, the programs with salary of their assistant coaches the ability to keep some of those people for for two or three years yeah. uh, because of because of uh, you know people that had to feed their kids you know it was a revolving door at offensive and defensive coordinator for a while yeah. and, and they've got uh, some some of the same people back for for multiple years that helps with the continuity and, and Ray's always been a great recruiter and had a great vision for for the program. So now he has people that can develop within his coaching staff right. to help continue to fulfill that that uh, that vision. Yeah, what did you see as his path? You know, like you said, you you saw him when he was 18 years old, and now um, he's such a good recruiter of those 18 year old kids. Um, what did you see as kind of his path to get here, and how did he? How has he become successful? Well, he played at North Park. Uh, was a was a uh, a hard-working player there, then went to uh, Saint back to his alma mater, Saint Pat's High School, and coached with the the man that was our defensive coordinator there. You know, I left to take the head coaching job at Jacksonville, and he left to take the head coaching job uh, at Saint Pat's. Coached with him. Uh, Illinois College had a uh, limited earnings coaching position under Aaron Keen. Uh, and he applied for it. I put in a good word for him. He was fortunate enough to get it, and he's been there working his way up through the ranks ever since. And, you know, he's just a grinder. He's a grinder that uh, gets tunnel vision, and he's about people and, and hard work, and uh, he's about as personable of a human being as you can be. So, I mean, it, I think if parents spend five minutes with him, they realize he's somebody that, that cares about kids and will take care of their kids if they go there. And, and that's, been, that's been, you know, his, his, uh, his path and his success. You also have to be able to get guys um, that are better than D3 football to play there, and I think we see that um, just with the big names on on the offensive side. Destin Chance is an exceptional quarterback, uh, and then you know Colin. Did you did you see an All American when he was in high school? Because I mean, yeah, I, I remember the name, but I don't remember the that him being that good in in, in high school. Well, he he happened to to play during you know really our our only extended downtime in my my almost quarter century here you know we had uh had he was during the four years that we weren't able to make the playoffs we had uh, a ton of injuries at the quarterback spot during this time frame and we were in transition of style because of that uh, i'd say that if if he would have played in in the brandon the schnickers or the uh 
uh, Lonergan eras where we were slinging the ball all over the place, he would have been much more of a household name. But when he got his hands on the ball, big things happened. So I knew he was a college caliber. I felt he was a Division One, one AA caliber receiver yeah. coming out of high school. He just didn't have the film and the tape uh, and the consistency uh, of making those plays that uh, they would want. What does that say about a, a type of kid like that who gets an opportunity to, to stay home and, and play here? Um, and, man, to say he's made the most of it is an understatement. You know, big time's where you're at. That's what I always tell kids. Big time's where you're at. And he had a chance to, to get on the field and play a game that he loved, which is, is the, the key to Division three football. You get a chance to continue playing a game that you love and uh, has, has made the most of it. And I think, quite honestly, with the numbers he's put up, with the hard work in the weight room and, and uh, uh, with the speed training, you know, he, he may get some looks for some, uh, some play out after, after he graduates. And there's a lot, a lot more Division three kids that have, have gotten those opportunities lately, and I, I'll be extremely shocked if he's not going to be one of those. What does it do for the community to have a good Blue Boys team and, and have this excitement in the fall? Well, I think it gives us a great Saturday afternoon. You know, uh, sometimes the colleges uh, in the local papers and stuff like that, they don't get probably quite the, the publicity or the notoriety that they would would like because high school athletics are so important in central Illinois. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I uh, the stands are full. There's a lot of people around around the gates, and uh, as I said, as an, as an alum, you like to see those things happen. Drew Chance as the offensive coordinator there. Um, obviously, he came from Auburn, and uh, the Auburn to Jacksonville IC pipeline is has obviously been huge in terms of their success and just the history there. Um, but to have a young guy like that who not only has his brother at quarterback, but just um, the, like you said, those guys up and coming, they don't stay long, and because. It's such a grind of, of a career. Um, to have him there is, is special right now, and that's got to be something cool to watch. Yeah, sharp, sharp, sharp young coach. I went and spent some time with him this summer, uh, talk about their passing game after watching them in spring ball. And, uh, you know, we haven't had the opportunity to use some of it, but uh, I think we will in the future. He's bright. He puts a lot of, a lot of hard work in. You know, Ray, Ray surrounds himself with people that, that – uh, that, that like to grind, that, that put the work in, that that uh, are, are never satisfied with their knowledge level or their ability level, and uh, he's definitely one of those young coaches. As a high school football coach and uh, a guy who has had plenty of guys play at that next level, what what is the conversations like when when coaches come in and talk to you? What has has those conversations changed at all, or do do they really ask the same sort of questions most of the time? Well, it, it it depends on what level of coach they are. Uh, it depends on uh, what they're looking at. You know, I, I think that uh, the transfer portals made things increasingly difficult, and high school coaches aren't quite as important as what they used to be because of the transfer portal right. uh, for some coaches. Uh, I, I've always prided myself that that you know, as a former college coach, I, I got an idea of what kids can play, and the coaches will tell you that I'm no nonsense about it. I don't try to sell three-legged dogs as, as Division One players, okay? If a kid can play, uh, and I show them the film of why they can play, usually they, they, they get the looks that, 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 that they need. Uh, but, but I always have my film of my kids out in front of all levels, Division Three and up, because I'm a product of Division Three, and there's, I'm not saying that Mark Grounds was, but there's some great players at Division Three, and uh, there's a place for everybody. We just got to continue to, to get enough film out there, and it just takes one. 
just takes one person that sees something on film to give a kid an opportunity. And my feeling is if they can get into college uh, and they have the ability to play a game that they love, anything more than that one opportunity is, is icing on the cake. And especially, like you said, now with the opportunity of the transfer portal and you know those coaches having to look into that a little bit more, um, if a kid could start to get film even at a D3 level, you never know what your opportunities are going to be. And, and that's... I think that's obviously going to change college athletics, but maybe for the better in terms of some kids who just need that one opportunity, that one chance somewhere. Yeah, I think I think from a, a former college coach standpoint, there needs to be some some limitations of how much they, they can leave and, and, and what they leave for. But uh, I think it's it's given some kids some opportunities. It's also allowed some kids to not uh, have to, to spend the, the, the time and the work ethic in one place and, and, and pay your dues to get on the field. Uh, one more quick thing about college. Uh, looking at Elijah and, and what he did here, you knew he was going to be successful, but um, did you see it coming this quickly for him in terms of his opportunity? Well, he went from ninth-string quarterback to starting, <laughs> and, that, and that was because of work ethic and, and, and his uh, cognitive ability out there. Uh, so it, it didn't surprise me uh, at all. You know, I think uh, his first game, I sent him a text after and I said, I'm proud of you. I said, there's enough great things that you did to keep to, to, to be excited, but there's enough enough uh, things that you did wrong to keep you humble and keep you working. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, the, the coach in me is never going to give him, give him uh, all the keys <laughs> to the kingdom, but uh, he's a hardworking kid, and, you know, he, he – uh, he will learn from that that start. I think you'll see him get on the field some more uh, as the season goes on, uh, which will allow them to maintain his red shirt. I think you can play in four games yeah. now and, and keep your red shirt. But it, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a fun process for, for me at, at this stage in my career to watch my kids out there playing some Division One football. Uh, speaking of watching kids play, uh, I, uh, it was about a month ago now, I guess, when uh, my brother comes over we're like, oh, we forgot that there's a the NFL game early in the morning on Sunday, so we turned on the the Disney one. Did you see the the Disney Channel? Yeah. Or the Disney Plus game? Yeah. Um, and it's Jacksonville, and you know we're sitting there watching, and all of a sudden I see the little guy come running out, and he's got hands on the back, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's that's Blake Hands. I I've had conversations with him, like, how cool is that to see? A little Toy Story figure uh, of Blake Hans playing. It's 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 it's, it's it, the the Toy Story figure was was cool and it's a pretty neat thing that they got going there. But whenever you watch the other one and you see him make a big block that that has the game winning touchdown coming in off the bench when yeah. somebody got hurt, that's just that kid. He's always ready. Yeah, you know, and I think that's why he's had a, had a decent career uh, as a, as a backup because he he's always prepared. Uh, always he's smart enough. Uh, obviously from his Northwestern degree to absorb what needs to happen. And, you know, you talk to coaches that have coached him, he, he gets the most out of his, his ability and, and his opportunities. And it's, it's uh, sometimes it's still surreal to know that a kid that you coach, you see him on TV playing in the NFL, uh, but he's as humble of a young man as, as, as you could ever ask for. I got to spend some time with him at the Morgan County Fair. I didn't even know he was there. Yeah. Somebody tapped me on the shoulder and we sat down and, <laughs> and talked for about an hour just to, and, and uh, I always try to make sure that he knows that I'm his high school coach. I'm not one of those people that calls him about this or that. I text him uh, when he's in town. You know, we, uh, we, 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 we touch base. But, you know, he, when, when somebody gets to be as successful and at that stage, they need somebody that's still in their life that, that uh, they are Blake Hance 
the Jacksonville High School football player. So I try to be Coach Grounds to him, and and uh, it's 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 neat to see see him as an adult and get to to have more adult type uh, relationship and conversations. But uh, he's always going to be one of my players. Making the most of the opportunity that is playing at the highest level, um, but in in those conversations, uh, what's it like for him? As like you said, a backup who has to stay ready. But also, I mean, he's moved around quite a bit. That's got to be mentally tough and, you know, the grind of having the opportunity. But at the same time, man, it's got to be hard to to continue to look for that next opportunity when, you know, you just kind of want to settle in. It is, and, you know, it's a situation that uh – your, your career as an NFL, even if you think you got it, got it, got it made, and you're a lock, it can, so, you know. As I said, the Turk knocks on the door for everybody sometime in, in your career, and, and then you have to have to find uh, find another opportunity. But you know, he, he's he told me that, you know it's lasted longer than what he thought it would have, and he wants to keep it going obviously as long as he can. And then when it's over, he's got a got uh, two degrees from Northwestern to fall back on. A lot of contacts. You know, I told him with the, the amount of people that he is, the, the Hall of Fame caliber line coaches he's worked with, I'd try to stay in the NFL as an assistant coach if, yeah. if you could. So I don't know if that's in the in the in the works for him, but uh, you know, I'm always always try to be devil's advocate with my guys and get them to try to think outside the box. That opportunity to play at that highest level, um, you know, and like staying ready. I think you look at the conversation with uh, right now in Chatham with. Mr. Hellman, uh, just having the opportunity to stay around football and, and be ready because, I mean, in the NFL there's so many injuries and things that happen. Um, it's just so cool to have so many different role models in the Central State Eight Conference yeah. for these kids to say, hey, there is a path if you put the work in. And uh, Not everybody has the talent. There's no question about that. But the opportunity is there if, if you seize it. Yeah, you know, when, when, when the talent meet and work ethic meet, uh, the, the kids in our league gets, get seen by every major college. And uh, you get that one that that, that likes it likes you, and it's you have ability to continue to progress in the college. You know the, the sky truly is a limit. I mean, there's some some unbelievable programs, some unbelievable athletes that have come out of uh, the Central State Eight and and the surrounding areas. So you know, Central Illinois I think is 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 still a very under recruited uh, area. I, I think that uh, the, the amount of uh, talent that goes through this area in all sports is just astronomical. And it's just it's, there, there's somebody in every sport that's going to make a run for a state championship yeah. from this area. And uh, from, from that, if you're a sports nut and uh, have the ability to log on to channel1450.com and see all the great content that you put out there, uh, it's, 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 it's a paradise for sports fans. Uh, certainly keeps me busy, but that's a good thing. It keeps me out of trouble. Um, let's get to your team and, and this season because, I mean, there's a, I have a lot of questions. Uh, but I want to start with just, uh, you know, the conversation we've had in the past couple of years is, you know, getting to that getting to that week 10 and then seeing what your opportunities are. Um, but I feel like for you guys this year, every single game has just about been like a week 10 game where you feel like, hey, we really, really need this one. I mean, coming in and starting with MacArthur, that's – it's, and that's been that week nine game the last few years, so that's yeah. tough. But uh, I really feel like you guys have just been on that pressure pedestal a little bit higher this year. We have, and it, it didn't help us that uh, uh, week one against Eisenhower, running through the cheerleading banner, what I thought was the best returning wide receiver in DB in the conference in Rodney Reed, fell and broke his collarbone. Yeah. So we've had him out the entire season. 
so that that you know when you don't have a ton of depth at certain areas that meant that we literally week one three minutes before kickoff had to make some adjustments and you know that that had had a ripple effect we were able to win the first two had a had a great uh, uh, come from behind win against uh, MacArthur and uh, first series of the next week against Sacred Heart Griffin Manny Moore who uh, was was off to a great start at quarterback got injured and was out for the next two weeks uh, so that uh, you know you face a SHG in Rochester back to back is tough anyway but uh, with a backup quarterback who was your second wide receiver so now you're playing your third and fourth string wide receivers uh, we really had to shuffle the deck so we've been and, and then we came back and we had a, a great game against Peoria Notre Dame uh, different style of play uh, they score with 54 seconds left we get tackled uh, on their four yard line the last play of the game uh, we lose by by, th- by four points uh, then we turn around and you know I think we're still still uh, you know, scrambling and trying to put things together. Uh, we, we don't get, have our best effort against a, a good Lincoln team. We, we dropped that one, so now we've dropped four in a row. So, you know, at that time, you kind of get have to get back to the basics, and you really got to kind of lean on your senior leadership. And I feel feel like we have a good 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 culture of leadership. That, uh, but we needed to pull together, and and, and need, some things needed to change to 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 right the ship. And you know, we were able to get back on track against Southeast, and then last week on Senior Night, which is always special for us, uh, we were able to to to, to notch another W against uh, Springfield High, and that leads, uh, you know. Uh, to, to you high which you know Brody's done a great job I've known Brody for a long time and uh, he, he's got them in the right direction and we got to travel on the road up there with a the chance to get in the tournament you know if, if we're fortunate enough to win uh, and get in at five and four we'll, we'll be excited about it. it's not where I thought we'd be but uh, you know having having week nine means something there's a lot of coaches that would trade places to be four and four with a chance to play for the playoffs week nine that have never had that opportunity uh, but uh, you know we're kind of a victim of our own own successes and a victim of our own expectations. But uh, it, it's with throughout the ups and downs and the highs and lows of this season, I, I really love this version of the Crimson's. Uh, it's forced us to do some things different as coaches. It's forced us to, to to call games both sides of the ball a little bit differently than what we normally have in the past. Some some like that style of play. Some think it's boring, but you know we've we've really had to rely on our, our playmakers. So, uh, and one of those is Cameron Mitchell. You know, you look at the yards that he's put up week in and week out. We've had to stretch him out and get him a few more carries uh, to try to get get the ship righted yeah. as as other kids were developing and, and coming on. And uh, you know that's that's why we get paid the big bucks, right? <laughs> we've had this conversation the last few years uh, in terms of injuries for you, but I mean. Like you talk about it a lot here in Jacksonville, um, the the numbers issue hurts your depth, and so to have key guys go down that you were counting on in in key spots. I mean, you never want a wide receiver to go down, but at the same time, like a quarterback touches the ball every single play, no matter what. So uh, for you, it's got to just be kind of frustrating to say, hey, you know, this. Football injuries are a part of football, but I mean at the same time, man, it's got to be tough for you. Yeah, you know we've we've tried to change some things with uh, youth football to get more kids participating. I think we're we're getting that to happen. 
at the same time, you know, we're doing some things differently to try to create more depth at, at certain positions, such as quarterback. But it's it's year two doing it, and you know, our offense is a, is, is a lot different than what most offenses you'll see now with with the option and the the flex bone uh, style plays. You know, everybody every, everybody likes to be in the shotgun and throw the ball, and we've had to, to, to zig when people are zagging to try to give people a different preparation. You know, back when we went to the shotgun it was, in, in the Central State, it was Jacksonville and it was SHG throwing the ball. Rochester wasn't in the league yet, mm-hmm. uh, and when they came in, it was the three of us. Well, we all got to be a little bit too similar, and everybody started then throwing the ball. And line up in shotgun. So if you, you face Jacksonville week eight, you had seven weeks to prepare your game plan against a, a spread offense. Well, we had that year where all five quarterbacks got injured week three. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we, we set, made the decision then, we've got to be different. and We've got to change some things. And uh, running the option first from the gun and now from under center has been been really good for us. That's where my roots. It's where I started in this game as a, as a triple option coach. And uh, it's allowed, you know, we got a shot to have four winning seasons in a row. And four winning seasons in a row at Jacksonville, that hasn't happened very often in our history. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, where we're at numbers-wise in the school, you know, I think we're down to under 850 kids in the school. We were 1,300, you know, 23, 24 years ago when I started here. That's, that's made a huge difference in the quality and the, and the number of kids that can come out to play. So we've got to do a better job of, of uh, making sure that we practice a certain way, that we prepare a certain way, uh, prepare kids at multiple positions, and it's forced us to be a lot more efficient. It's also forced us to, to, to think outside the box on what kids can do and, ha- and how we can develop schemes to put kids in there. I have a quick question for you that I don't want you to go too far into, but it's, it's going to set up my next question. Is this year's Rochester team as good as last year's SHG team? They're just so totally different type of teams. Yes. SHG's team last year, offensively, zero weaknesses. I thought that they were very good defensively, but but they were so good offensively they were able to to overcome some maybe some some areas on defense that they hadn't been as strong in the past. I thought they were great linebacker and secondary-wise. I think that they got better and better up front as the year went on. Okay, And, I, and when I say that, it's, it's relative compared to other SHG teams. Okay, yeah. I think Rochester's defense historically has always not gotten the publicity that it deserves because of how great of an offensive coach Derek is. And I think that defensively this year is the best Rochester defense I've ever seen. I think offensively, uh, they are a typical Derek Leonard offense that attacks you where where you're not, that runs the same core plays that they've ran for 20 years, but they just run it better than you can stop it, yeah. and their efficiency is there. The difference is they are so dominant defensively this year. I think, you know, SHG won the state title last year, right? Yeah. I think Rochester is going to win the state title this year. So if you're if you're trying to compare one state champion to another state champion, it's really it's really a moot point. Yeah. So with that being said, the CS8 as a whole, I mean, we've seen so many different teams beat different teams and then lose to different teams. Um, does that make the league more exciting this year? Because outside of Rochester, everybody has an opportunity to beat everybody just about. 
Yeah, I think I think there's I think there's a lot more parity in three through five than what there's been. I think the, the teams that are still trying to build uh, are some of the same teams that have been trying to build for a while. And uh, but but I think when you look at the Jacksonville, the Lincolns, the uh, MacArthur's, the, the Springfield Highs of the world, U uh, High, there's been there's been like you said, you know we beat we beat. Uh, we beat uh, MacArthur. MacArthur beat Griffin. Uh, it's 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 hard to figure out, and and that's what, what what's such a unique thing about high school football. You got to show up, and you got to play, and uh, so there's certain physical matchups that are better against some people than are better against others, and that has a lot to do with it. You know, uh, MacArthur has great athletes on defense, and Griffin wants to throw the ball a lot, so sometimes. Sometimes it's easier to, to, to uh, those athletes to match up against a passing team than it is somebody that, that runs straight at them, you know, 40 times a game uh, with, with the option. And, and, you know, we were fortunate enough to get out of that with a win. I mean, it came down to the last, last play of the game, really. You know, so uh, it's, it, it's, it's a great point. I think, uh, I think it's been a, an exciting year. You know, I think I, I look after after games at the scores more quickly this year than I have in other years just to see who, who did what. And every week there's a, there's a surprise. How happy are you that you got to play against Myson Johnson Cook in week two of his high school career instead of week nine? <laughs> have you seen a kid like that? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I, I think I told, told our people if you've n- never seen an eighth grader that was, uh, was uh, a Division one athlete, you've seen him now as a, as a ninth grader. Yeah. And uh, just uh, incredible talent. You know, I... Uh, I'm not looking forward to facing him three more times. <laughs> um, the story for Lincoln, uh, they want to come back in the conference. Uh, obviously, CSA is happy to have them back, uh, but I don't think anybody would have said, hey, they're going to make the playoffs the first first season they're back in the CSA. I mean, in terms of a story, how good is it? And I don't know how good of a relationship you have with Matt, but, I mean, that guy's been grinding for this for a long time. Yeah, he's been there eight years. I think first winning record in eight years. I give them credit for staying with a guy for eight years that hadn't had a winning season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told him after the game, I said, congratulations to you. This is a great win for you personally and a great win for your community. And, and I meant that. Hurt us. You yeah. know, we were, we were hurt that we lost. But uh, it's, a, it's a great story. You know, it's a great story. You know, the hardest part of, of, of getting there is staying there. You know, especially for a, for a smaller school yeah. in, in a bigger league, you know. So you you've got to you've got to enjoy it while you can, uh, because next year, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to have a have a have, have their sights set on Lincoln. You know, Lincoln kind of flew under the radar screen uh, this year coming in. Uh, people know a little bit of what they do now, and 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 the, and you know they'll, they'll have an idea of what they have at the younger levels and this and that, and staying there, staying there. Uh, in the in the in the playoffs and, and being there year in and out, that's the hardest part. Uh, sometimes it's easier to build to get there than it is is to stay there. But uh, he's 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 you know been through the ups and downs of it, and he's got kids playing, the kids that believe in him, that that, that execute well for him. You know, I've seen a couple of their games since they played us, and they've gotten better and better as the years gone on. And that's a sign of uh, kids that believe in their coaches and coaches that continue to to, to push the kids to to uh, go past their glass ceilings. We're recording this pretty early in the week, but I still want to ask, uh, I'm sure you've already done a ton of research on U-High and are ready to go, but um, last Friday, Rube asked me on the radio, he said, why 
what what is UHI doing different this year? Why are they uh, why are they sitting at six and two uh, going into week nine now? To where I mean, what's Brody done in three years that that's really made this team different? Well, I just think they're, they're they're sound and they're sound in all phases. You know, they're, 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 they 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 make make adjustments defensively instead of just playing one defense out there. Uh, I think offensively they got a, a balanced attack between running or throwing. You know, uh, formationally they change some things up each week. You know, he's he's just a he's a he's a quality high school coach that. Uh, you know, when he was at Pleasant Plains, Pleasant Plains doesn't have the best athletes in the school playing football. You know, they don't. Uh, I mean, there's there's for a small school, they've got a lot of uh, specialization there. Uh, he he started getting some of the baseball and basketball players out to play the longer he was there, and that helped him. Yeah. But he's had to make do. He's had he's had to find a way to coach uh, offensively, defensively, special teams. To where you had an opportunity to compete with the Williamsvilles of the world, and the, at that time North Max of the world that were were uh, winning a ton of games, and uh, he's taken that approach. You know, he also credits his time away from football gave him a chance to reflect on some things and and do some research on some things of how to run a program, and uh, you know they're, they're they're where they're supposed to be. They play hard, they hustle, they they don't beat themselves very often, and you know. Uh, one of our assistant coaches uh, says time and time again, a lot more teams beat themselves than, than than the opponents beat them. You know, so he's played some some teams, and when they've made some mistakes, they've capitalized on it. And uh, you know, they they just they 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 have one foot in front of the other all the time and keep moving forward. What is the excitement level in your locker room this week, knowing not only are you having a chance to play for the playoffs, but uh, you get to play at a, a great venue, a, a venue where they're going to hand out state trophies this year. Yeah. Um, and, and to have that opportunity to play in a situation like that, in an environment where it's two playoff teams. It's awesome. You know, we, this is our third week of the playoffs for us. You know, we, we said after we, we dropped to Lincoln, you know, we couldn't lose anymore to, to make it in. So every week's a playoff game for us. So we've been playing on the edge. We've been, we've been playing on the pins and needles uh, for, for, for uh, three weeks now. So this is for us. This is like the quarterfinals of the state playoffs. Yeah. You know, uh, we we got to win it to to to, to continue, uh, and uh, getting a chance to go out and play on the turf, playing a college stadium. You know, some some a lot of our kids have been there two years ago, but for for kids the first time they walk in there, it's wow, this is a college stadium. It's yeah. turf. It's 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 an impressive uh, place to play, and uh, you know we've we've had had uh, a great week of practice. You know, the the, the, the the words coming out of the kids' mouth after we huddled up after beating Springfield High on senior night, you know, they echoed a lot of things that that we've said to them in the past. So it's always kind of cool when kids repeat your words uh, to, to everybody else because you know that it resonated with them. So uh, it's 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 going to be a it's all or nothing for us, you know. So uh, we've got to travel. It's a long long trip up there. But uh, sometimes those long trips give give your kids a chance to, to to really think and be focused and get off off the the bus as road warriors and and, and hopefully we get a chance to get it done against a, a very good U high team. We talked about it earlier, but the the fact that you have the opportunity to to make this the fourth straight year um, of having a winning season and uh, and and then you just mentioned it there with you know sustaining that success. Um, in a program like this where when you talked about the issues in terms of the injuries and stuff um, 
for you to, to have that opportunity to, to do this four years in a row, um, does it say something about this group of kids that you have right now in terms of um, their expectations, their work ethic, or, um, I mean, what do you see as, as why this group has, has really kind of righted the ship when it, it was a struggle for a few years for you? you I mean, you know, you know that just as well as anybody. Well, I think, I think uh, lessons learned from the past. You know, I, I believe that every group of seniors puts their imprint on a program and they benefited from the wisdom of the people before them. I think uh, the group that we have now are benefiting from from uh, uh, the wisdom of our seniors. And, you know, you also got to talk about the stability of coaching staff. You know, we, we've had the same staff for a long time, and, and kids know that if they do what, what we – they trust us. Okay, they may not always like – that we, you know, we threw the ball three times last week. Okay, they may not like that part, but they know that we're always going to try to put our kids in a position to be successful, and they see that. Even the games that we fall short, they they see how the game plans, how we want it to play out. But uh, you know, it's it's a culture. You know, we we expect to be successful here. Uh, we haven't necessarily had the, the the state level success that we would like to have, but. Uh, there's a lot of teams that would trade places with what we've been able to accomplish uh, here uh, at Jacksonville the last you know, 23 years. And uh, our goal was to always be consistent. Our goal was to always uh, have a team that our community would be proud of and always be playing for an opportunity to play in the playoffs. And uh, even those four years that we didn't make the playoffs, that we didn't have one, it was like week nine, four and four, week nine. Mm-hmm. And we played some really good teams, and we had great games that we lost close games to. But uh, our kids continued to learn, and we as coaches continued to learn. And, you know, everybody has to evolve. Everybody has to evolve and make slight changes to, to how you do things uh, based off your personnel, based off your standings, based off your beliefs. And uh, we have, and I don't think there's anybody that's ever uh, said that we've been afraid to make adjustments to how we do things here. Uh, you know, I, I used to, I'm kind of the dinosaur now, but I used to say if you don't adapt, you go the way of the dinosaurs. You become extinct. And, uh, you know, our kids, our kids uh, are resilient. They're adaptable. And I believe that comes from uh, good family backing. I believe it comes in trust in our program. And it comes with being consistent day in and day out with who you are and being real with people and having real talk. And not, not be afraid of the, uh, the tough conversations, but you also can't be afraid to tell kids you love them and, and you understand sometimes as well. Safe travels this weekend. Good luck, and uh, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate the opportunity to talk a little bit about Jacksonville football. and uh, It's always always a, a joy to, to, to see stuff come up on, on, on Twitter feed and the, the Internet. And, and you, you feel, even as a coach, that you get to understand and, and meet players from other schools and programs that you never get to meet because you're coaching yourself. You feel like you get to know them a little bit based off your pieces and uh it's it's uh you you've definitely put your imprint on channel 1450.com and it's it's a great organization and uh we appreciate you thank you sir thank you so much to coach grounds for his time and great conversation and insight thank you all for listening i greatly appreciate the support i'll see you next week